Hello. Hello. And welcome back to another episode of You I Do. I'm Ashley. And I'm Tania. And you're listening to the podcast that wants you to get wedding insurance. So I had a good conversation with Greg from Eventured, and we were talking about wedding insurance because, look, if the last year and a half hasn't taught you something, you just need that peace of mind and security. And I agree. Listening back to this episode, um, it will definitely convince you if you haven't already been convinced to go ahead and get wedding insurance. So I know that you'll enjoy this episode. I agree. So we're not going to give you too much. Just go ahead and enjoy the episode. Hey, Hubus, This is your girl, Tania. If you did not already know, I recently got engaged 4321. That's April 3rd, 2021. Your girl's engaged. <laughs> I am in the beginning stages of wedding planning. And to be honest, it has been overwhelming. Yes, being a co-host on You I Do has helped a bit, but I did not know where to start. I did not know what questions to ask my vendors and how to navigate this entire process because it is a process. I was leaning on Ashley a little bit too much and I'm pretty sure she was possibly getting annoyed with me, but you know, she loves me. So I was excited when our good friends over at the Big Wedding Planning Podcast reached out and said, hey, we have a wedding planning digital course and it's everything that you need to plan your own wedding as a wedding planner would do it. As you know, Christy and Michelle are both wedding planners. And when I tell you they have literally walked me through every single process of planning and it's been absolutely amazing. So they have given us a deal for our listeners, $50 off the total price of the course with our promo code you I do. So head on over to the big wedding planning masterclass.com. Again, that is the big wedding planning masterclass.com and type in you I do at checkout for $50 off. I promise you will not be disappointed. We have a very special guest with us today. Guest, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Um, thanks, Ashley. My name is Greg Esterhai, and I'm the CEO of Eventured. I've been in the event insurance space now for over 20 years, and I'm excited to talk to you today, you know, specifically about wedding insurance. I am excited to have you on. I really think this is a topic that so many brides just or if they're not aware of it at all, they just completely ignore it. They think what's going to happen, you know, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. so they, they assume it's a thing they don't need until something happens. Right. So, but before we dive into that, can you just kind of give us like a brief kind of like background on uh, wedding insurance overall? Yeah, absolutely. This industry of event insurance uh, started probably, you know, almost 20 years ago, whereby, um, you know, as people are having events, whether it's children's birthday party or a fair or a festival or mm -hmm. a wedding, for instance, you have essentially two different products that you can purchase to insure your event. Uh, the goal, obviously, is you're, you're purchasing this insurance before your wedding to protect 
your investment, right? There's a lot of money that goes into to having a wedding. So there's really two different wedding insurance products that somebody can purchase. First is a liability insurance product. Um, and that is sort of a standard special event liability product that is covering the event hosts, you know, the bride and groom, let's say, for their day of their event. It's covering them against any liabilities that they might have. So that could look like somebody getting hurt at the wedding. You know, God forbid something happens, somebody gets injured, and you have Uncle Joe turns around a month later and sues you because he tripped on a chair that was there, broke his hip. And oh, not only that, yeah, right, something terrible. <laughs> um, but not only that, when he fell, he happened to fall into a big screen TV and the TV broke. And so all of a sudden there's, you know, $4,000 worth of property damage done to the venue where you, where you are. Um, so the, the idea there is, you know, that this insurance policy um, would cover both the liability, um, any, you know, lawsuit that you have, you know, for any liability that you had um, on that personal injury side, but also on the property damage side of things. Um, and that's mm-hmm. your traditional liability insurance, the same type of you know, insurance you'd have if you had a homeowner's insurance policy or a renter's policy. That's why you have that insurance. And so for that liability policy, what's interesting about that is that is just a standalone, simple, typically like a one-day type policy. And it's usually uh, a compulsory buy. The, the venue is usually coming to the bride and the groom and saying, hey, we'd love to have you have your event at our, our location. Um, but be aware, you need to have this insurance policy in place so that the venue's covered, you know, against any lawsuit that might occur, as well as the host being covered under that policy. So the beautiful thing about this is it's a super cheap and easy policy to get. And that's sort of where we, you know, start at the corner of this market in trying to make it a simp and e- simple and, and easy and inexpensive transaction. So that's your liability insurance. Okay. Insulation insurance is a separate policy. It's become more and more popular over the years where that's covering a bride and groom for any losses that they might have if their event has to be postponed or canceled. So you need to think of this as, you know, a policy that kicks in if, let's say, you're having a wedding in Boston in February and you're concerned that, you know, what happens if we get a major snowstorm? And all of a sudden our wedding has to get canceled, but we're still on the hook for, you know, $10,000 to the venue and $4,000 to this vendor and $2,000 to that vendor. Right. Um, so it's protecting against things like, you know, inclement weather that might, you know, affect your wedding, a death or illness of like a, an immediate family member that, you know, precludes you from having your wedding. Military deployment is a big one. Um, if like military leave is withdrawn and all of a sudden you can't have your wedding, but you only find this out, you know, a week before the wedding, that sort of thing. So there's all sorts of different reasons, you know, that you could be covered, but it's designed to reimburse you for any losses that you might have if your wedding has to be canceled. So there are two different products. They can be bought, you know, independently of themselves. Lots of our, you know, couples will buy both. The cancellation policy is not, you know, necessarily mandated by the venue that you, you get that policy, whereas the liability one, nine times out of 10, couples are getting that because they're being told they need to, they need to provide that. Definitely. Our wedding was supposed to be at an art gallery um, and they definitely required it because of course they don't want, you know, their art damaged. Sure. Um, Exactly. Exactly And so that was kind of my first uh, foray into wedding insurance. Um, And then from there, of course, I learned about postponement and cancellation. So we're about to, we're about to dive all into that. But first, 
listeners know we have to play a quick game of this or that. So um, it's it's something we do every, well, we're switching it up, but we're always playing a game now um, instead of having like a lot of small talk. So to start, I'm just going to ask, we'll do four rounds of this. I'll ask between these two options um, and you'll just tell me the one that you would prefer or actually not the one you would prefer. Which scenario is the worst of the two? Okay. Um, so trying to make this kind of on theme, but what if, like, which one is the worst? Out okay. of a catering truck accidentally crashing into the front of a venue or Oof. a catering truck delivering the wrong meal to your venue? I'd have to say the catering truck plowing through the, the front of the building. That sounds pretty <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I could live with the wrong food maybe being delivered, but that could be pretty bad. Otherwise. (laughs) Completely agree there. Um, Yeah. Especially if the front of the venue is very, you know, picturesque and you were imagining, you know, to have photos out there. That kind of puts a damper on things. Yeah. All right. (laughs) All right. So round two, the photographer loses the memory card with your photos from the wedding or the photographer's camera is stolen the morning of the wedding. Mm. Well, it's interesting you say that because that's a great example of where your, your cancellation and postponement insurance actually would kick in in that case. Um, if let's say, you know, they took, yeah, the, the, I, I would say the worst case scenario would be you go through an entire day where you think the photographer's taking photos and all of a sudden something happens to their memory card or, or that gets stolen. Right. That yeah. would be worse to me than if their camera was stolen at the beginning of the day, because you'd have to hope they'd be able to, to recover and, and, and you'd come up with some solution to get pictures taken that day. Exactly. All right. That was a very great answer. Uh, okay. So round three, uh, a guest gets food poisoning during the reception and sues you, or a guest trips up the stairs and sues you. You're getting sued either way. <laughs> right. Well, I, neither of those would concern me because I would have my liability insurance policy and I wouldn't have to worry about it. So that'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Love that response. All right. No, so they both final... would probably be terrible, but right. yeah. I mean, and hopefully it's not like a close guess, but maybe right. kind right. of a friend of a friend type of yeah. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Distant cousin. Exactly. Exactly. Like <laughs> uh, I barely talk to you anyway. Um, right, okay. Right. So final round. Your gifts at the reception are stolen, or your ring bearer accidentally swallows the ring before the wedding. <laughs> oh, I like that. Uh, that sounds like it might require a hospital visit. So um, that's not good. Um, yeah, I think getting your wedding gifts, you, you could probably replace those. Um, so I'd say that's probably, um, I could be okay with that. I think it's worse if the, if the uh, ring bearer swallows the ring. <laughs> okay. No. I would agree. <laughs> there. Yeah. Because regardless of how it's coming out, probably don't want that on your fingers. <laughs> yeah, it is true. Good point. Exactly. <laughs> oh, great. So we're now going to dive into just talking about wedding insurance. Uh, some of this you've kind of already touched on. So um, we'll just kind of go with kind of a few questions. I'm sure I'm sure. going to have some just based off what um, you're talking about. But honestly, again, this is really especially in light of COVID, I feel like yeah. everybody should just get wedding insurance, like budget for that, please guys. But anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. 
Or why have you noticed um, just in your 20 plus years, like why aren't couples getting wedding insurance? I think it's like anything, you know, unless you have heard of or you've had a bad experience with this in the past, um, you tend to think it can't happen to you. So, you know, with, with both of the products, right, they're designed to protect your investment. Um, mm -hmm. So on the liability side of things, um, I think people think, oh, what are the chances? Like, you know, why would Uncle Jimmy sue me for, for something that happens at the wedding? Or, you know, what are the chances we're going to have property damage? You know, so you just don't think necessarily that you need it. Which is right. why it's it's honestly pretty good that these venues are just now at this point, you know, mandating it and saying, hey, you have to have it because it really is protecting the venue. That's why they're making sure that you have it right. Selfishly, they mm -hmm. want to be protected, but it really is protecting the hosts, too. And the fact that this wedding policy can cost, you know, a little over one hundred dollars, it just makes it a no brainer. Right. And I yeah. think people don't realize that it is that inexpensive. So they probably assume, hey, this is going to throw me back, you know more money and this wedding is already expensive, but the reality of it, you know, it's such a small, small number for, for the protection that you gain. Um, which is why I think people are starting once they're educated on it, it becomes a no brainer for people. Oh, for sure. I mean, like I mentioned, so we were planning our October 10th wedding and yep. last year, I want to say it was about February or so. Um, we started researching, um, you know, invent, uh, event insurance and wedding yeah. insurance. Um, of course, we, need, we knew we needed to get the liability for the, um, the venue. But, you know, I just started reading and seeing all these different stories of, you know, these worst case scenarios. Like I remember uh, an officiant I follow on Instagram, um, Jimmy, posted this uh, Reddit story where these two wedding photographers were getting married to each other and they reached out to, you know, some photographer that they both admired to cover yep. their day. And that person completely forgot about Ooh. the wedding, like just didn't really have it on their schedule. Right. And so they ended up having to have a wedding without photos. And I'm thinking yeah. ah, as wedding photographers, that has to be like the yeah. absolute worst. I mean, you're just going off probably what like iPhone photos and Android right. photos right. all day. Um, and probably by the time you get there, it's too late to like grab your camera, you know, maybe if it's at home or what, I, I don't know. But yeah, um, that to me was like, okay, let's just go ahead and get wedding insurance just in case. We did yep. not know that three weeks later, the world was going to shut down. Wow, um, right. So we're grateful we did because we ended up, of course, having to postpone, but we lost our venue. Our venue had to close because like yeah. no money was coming in, you know, right. nobody was, you know, going to art galleries last year. So they had to close and that meant we had to change our date, which meant we lost vendors yep. and I was so, so grateful that we had the forethought to just go ahead and get insurance or else we wouldn't have been able to recoup, you know, like the, the, because the vendors we had to replace were more expensive than our original vendors. So that was covered um, yeah. there. Um, and we were able to recoup almost $5,000. And I was like, thank goodness, because right. I mean, that can <laughs> go a long way. That's real money, right? Money. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, I'm just so, so grateful for this conversation. I'm going to say it a thousand times, I'm sure. But you already kind of covered like what liability insurance is and what it covers. But um, why is it, and I know you've also kind of touched on this as well, but 
why do venues outside of, you know, it obviously being an art gallery, but what some of these other venues, why are yeah. they opting that you have to get liability insurance versus them just having their own? Right. And that's a great question um, because you, you're right. These venues, they obviously have their own business insurance, right? That protects their property and, and liability that they might have. So many trips and falls, you know, when somebody's mm-hmm. on site. But the reality is the venues, you know, once this product came out, like I said, almost 20 years ago, as sort of a standalone product, mm-hmm. these venues started to realize that, hey, we should require these event hosts to go buy this policy themselves. And when they do that, the hosts, again, are covered under this policy, obviously, as the insured. But the venue then is added as an additional insured to that policy. And that's what these venues are going to ask of of anybody who gets this uh, liability policy. They're going to say, hey, you need to add us as an additional insured on your policy. Mm. And by doing that, that basically protects the venue so that if there is, you know, a lawsuit or property damage, instead of the venue having to tap into their own insurance policy, every other wedding that they have at their event where there's, you know, a thousand dollar property damage and they've got to, you know, hit their policy for that. The next mm-hmm. wedding, they somebody damages the dance floor. They got to hit their policy for that. Instead of having to, to do that on their own policy every time, they can then tap into this existing policy with each of those individual hosts. So that's the benefit for the venue. They don't want to have to tap into their own policy every single time something happens. They would rather have the host have their own policy where they're added as the additional insured. And that way, if there you know, is a need to, to hit that policy for some reason and make a claim, they can do it on those individual special event policies. It makes so sense. The, the real, yeah, the real, how this all sort of started. It makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, as I can imagine, I mean, there could be very minor things that can occur where, you know, maybe as the planner or the designer is, you know, putting up something, maybe it nicks, you know, a wall or like right. what have you and why, you know, we have a wedding tomorrow <laughs> and now yeah. we have to handle this. So it, you know, it just puts it on them. That makes perfect sense. Well, um, it brings up an, another good point in that, you know, the, the nice thing about these policies also are there's zero deductible, or at least our particular you know program has zero deductible, which is, which is hugely attractive to venues um, because a lot of the other special event policies that are out there, they actually have a, a like a thousand or $2,000 deductible. Mm-hmm. So what that means is if you, if you don't have a deductible like ours is, and you have a wedding where everything goes off without a hitch. It's great. Everybody enjoyed themselves. But if somebody was wearing stiletto heels and tore off the dance floor, literally, um, <laughs> you know, and there's $800 worth of damage to the dance floor, well, the venue can tap into this policy to pay for that. And they don't have to worry about, you know, the insured, the, the, the hosts um, mm-hmm. having to pay a deductible on that. So it makes those conversations easier for the venue to be able to go back to the host and say, hey, listen, you know, last night, I hope you guys had a great time, but somebody, you know, destroyed our dance floor. We are going to have to, you know, charge you a thousand dollars for that damage. That sort of leaves a bad taste in everybody's mouth at the end of a wedding. But it's nice now that if you have this policy at the venue, can say, listen, you know, this happened, but don't worry about it. We're going to tap into the policy. There's no deductible. You don't have to worry about paying for that. And everybody's happy. So that's, that's yeah. a huge, you know, benefit. Oh, man. Well, that's, that's great to know. Um, yeah. <laughs> Because I can imagine someone's like, why do I have to get it? Why don't they just use their own? So that makes sense. Okay. So yeah. yep. when we when we talk about the bar, because I've noticed, um, you know, as you fill out quotes, they ask, 
is it BYOB? Is it, yeah. you know, it asks about the liquor. Um, so what does kind of liability insurance cover as it relates to the bar? Sure. Um, you know, all of our policies include host liquor. Um, and what that means is that is for a wedding um, that is going to have alcohol at the event, um, but it's given away for free, right? Mm-hmm. You're not charging, you know, people to, to drink um, at your event. So okay. all of our policies include that. Um, and that just means that, you know, you, you have an event that has alcohol and it's given away. Um, if you have an event that, that is also going to charge, and some people do, right? You know, they'll have like a limit of, you know, the first $3,000 is free, but then after that, you know, the bar turns to a cash bar. Mm-hmm. Um, something like that. That's just simply what we call a tail liquor um, addition to your policy. And it's going to be more expensive, but that's where you have an event where you're actually charging for people to drink. You can buy either one of those policies, you know, depending on what, what you're doing at your event. Um, the retail liquor one's just a little bit more expensive uh, than our traditional, you know, included host policy. Okay. So just in case someone's, you know, uncle goes a little crazy at the bar. Exactly. You know, one too many drinks and then, you know, a fight stupid. breaks out or, right. yeah, yeah. or, you know, something happens and he wants to sue. Um, okay. Good to know Correct. that exactly. is, that is covered. Okay. So we've yeah. already talked a little bit about like postponement and cancellation insurance and what it covers. Can uh, you explain maybe a few valid reasons that for one to file for postponement or cancellation insurance, you know, or not yeah. insurance to file a claim rather um, once they right. already have the insurance. Yeah. You know, this, this product has become more popular, you know, with the advent of, of COVID, you know, people seeing the stories about events being canceled and, and knowing mm-hmm. that events are canceled, you know, more than ever. Um, it's really brought this whole concept of buying cancellation insurance for your event to the forefront. Um, now that said, currently, any event cancellation policy that you find out there does not cover COVID specifically, mm-hmm. meaning if your event is canceled, you know, due to COVID, you can't file a claim on that. And that's basically these carriers, what they said is, you know, listen, we're going to keep their rates the same that they've been over all these years. But in order to do that, we have to only, you know, be covering against the things that we were always covering prior to this, right? So since COVID mm-hmm. wasn't a thing prior, you know, the ratings were all based on COVID not being a thing. So but that said, you know, you, you have this insurance policy for cancellation and, and postponement, and it really is covering you for the unexpected. Um, mm-hmm. So I mentioned, you know, bad weather, military deployment, death or illness of a family member, you know, God forbid, father, the bride goes down with a heart attack two days before the wedding. And you yeah. say, hey, we just, you know, we can't have this wedding in two days, we need to push it back six months. And to do that, it's going to cost you, you know, 10 grand. So it's covering items like that. It's also covering, I mentioned, you know, when we were playing the, uh, this or that game, it also has some like little fringe benefits as well. Things that are covered, like exactly what you mentioned, the photographer, um, takes pictures all day long. All of a sudden they go to, you know, take their, uh, data card out of their camera and it mm-hmm. breaks and they've lost all the photos and you have to retake photos, you know, on another day, get all in your, you know, your, your dress and, and tux and everything. And it's a big process, right? You've got to hire a new photographer. It's going to cost you another $5,000 to, to retake some pictures. Um, that's an example of something that's also covered. Um, if your wedding attire gets damaged um, mm-hmm. on the day of the event, again, something that's covered. Or your wedding gifts uh, are stolen, something that's covered. So 
there's, you know, all sorts of aspects of these policies that, you know, cover you for a lot. It just, you know, becomes a question of, hey, you know, what's your tolerance for, for something going wrong? And if you don't want to have to worry about that on the day of your event, you buy this cheap insurance policy and you don't have to worry about it. That's the idea. Uh, it, to me, it makes so much sense. I just yeah. <laughs> I don't understand why people really, oh gosh, anyway. Are resistant um, to it. Well, and, and I don't yeah. know that they really are, honestly. I just think a lot of people just don't know about it, which is what's nice about yeah. you doing this show, right? You know, like you're bringing this to people's attention. It's like, huh, I never would have thought of that, but this totally makes sense, you know, which is great. Exactly. Okay. So we've mentioned a little bit about how COVID has impacted the wedding insurance industry, yeah. but can you uh, kind of expound on that in terms of yeah. like the amount of business you've seen and just how it's impacted the industry yeah, at large? Absolutely. Yeah. It, you know, it's one of those things um, when COVID hit, everybody sort of scrambled and you had a lot of events canceling. People were trying to figure out, you know, whether or not their policies would kick in because of COVID and, and things like that. And there were certain areas where it would and certain areas where it wouldn't like you, you sort of went through that. It sounds like, um, mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, um, you know, like I said, COVID has helped people become aware that, Hey, you know, maybe for my event coming up, I should buy insurance, not necessarily to cover yourself against COVID. Cause like I said, you know, a lot of these policies don't cover against COVID yet. Um, but people are just becoming more aware about the fact that something like COVID could happen. You know, like who would have thought yeah. we did this? You know, somebody told you two years ago that we'd be talking about this still, you know, you'd never believe it. At but all. now people are starting to realize, <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. So who knows? It could be an asteroid hitting the earth in two years <laughs> that you have your event scheduled for and it hits in California and California's wiped out so you can't have your wedding in New York. You know, I have no idea. So people are <laughs> right. just becoming more aware of like bad stuff happens and you can't control everything. And if you have a $50,000 wedding for your daughter, you kind of want it to be perfect and you don't want to have the headache of something bad happening and you being out, you know, a lot of money. So I'm going to go buy this cheap insurance policy and the insurance world for like special event insurance, you know, it, it's helped people recognize the importance of protecting yourself against the unknown more so than they ever probably would have. So that's really where we're seeing an uptick in these policies. It's people just being frustrated with the past two years saying, you know, I, I don't want to risk it. My wedding's not until 2022, but who the heck knows what's going to be happening in 2022. So I'm going to get this coverage. Exactly. Like my best friend and co-host is planning her wedding as well for next yep. spring. And I'm like, you need to get your insurance. I mean, just in case, yeah, right. I mean, not even just thinking COVID wise, thinking literally anything could happen between now and then. And especially totally. if there are people in your bridal party or in the immediate family, if something happens to them, it could yeah. likely cover that. You know, I right. mean, if someone's pregnant and, you know, yep. say something happens to, you know, them or their child, I mean, you know, like right. there's so many scenarios that could occur. And I mean, we both, one of our mutual best friends is in the military. Um, she's in the right. Marines. And what if something happens between now and then some conflict yeah. and she has to, you know, get the point. Yeah. Right. There's so many things, so many reasons. Right. So, okay. So Absolutely. you were mentioning that, there's been like some policies or some, you know, providers are not allowing um, pandemic related kind of claims and postponements. Um, 
was that kind of a result of just the overwhelming, just <laughs> kind of everybody, right. you know, at the same time trying to do this or, cause I'm not, yeah. I imagine probably what that first and second week in March, you might've seen like a little uptick, but then after kind of that mid March, when it was basically everyone felt like they were working from home at that point, if they weren't right. already. Um, so is, is that kind of why I guess some are opting like, okay, nope, you can't, you can't claim COVID stuff. Um, right. Is that kind of a reasoning behind that? Yeah. I mean, the, the carriers, what they needed to do, you know, when this hit was certainly like you said, um, and I remember it well, you know, the middle of March, 2020, you know, our, our phones was ringing off the hook and, you know, people were getting quotes through our site like never before. Um, mm-hmm. And it was because people were all coming flooding to this event insurance because they had, you know, their wedding that was coming up in six months and they weren't sure. So they, you know, their natural question was, I want to buy this event insurance. Is it going to cover COVID? Right. That was question after question after question. Mm -hmm. And so the carriers needed to make a decision at that point. And what they did is they pretty quickly, and this was actually even before March when they could sort of see this coming, you know, out of Europe um, and Asia, they, what they did is they, they, basically put in an, an endorsement to the policy saying that COVID would not be covered. Mm. So people say, well, what, that's crazy. You know, like, of course, you know, typical big insurance company, not wanting to cover, you know, something that's, you know, potential to happen. But the reality is these insurance companies needed to make a decision. They knew, right. That COVID was going to produce a lot of losses um, and that there would be a lot of claims for events mm. being canceled due to COVID. And that's fine. I mean, that's the reality of it. Everybody understands that that's what was going to happen. Um, so the carriers had to say, okay, either we're going to say that COVID is no longer covered and therefore our rates will stay the same, right? Nothing else has changed. The rates will stay the same. COVID's mm-hmm. just not covered. Or they could have said, you know what? We're completely getting out of the business altogether. Close up shop. Don't offer any more wedding insurance or cancellation insurance. And there were carriers that did that. Or the third option was they could have said, you know what? Yeah, we'll cover COVID-related claims, but our rates are going to be, you know, 10 times as expensive. So instead yeah. of a, you know, cancellation policy costing $200, it'll cost you $2,000. Mm. And so nobody did that. All the carriers basically either got out of market altogether or they said, hey, you know what? We're going to keep our rates the same, but COVID's just an exclusion on the policy like other things are like there's other things in these policies. If you read the fine print, for instance, like acts of war, you know, that's, that's a, an exclusion on the policy. So if all of a sudden you were to have a, a wedding, you know, that was scheduled in New York city and our country's attacked and there's a war and New York is being bombed and you go to file a claim for your wedding, that's not covered, you know, mm-hmm. and that's, you know, not uncommon with, insurance policies that acts of war are not covered. So, you know, it's just one of those exclusions that was added to the policy. And the the reasoning really for that was because they wanted to keep that rate the same and not, you know, have to jack it up 10, 20, 30 times. It makes sense. Makes it, you know, not worth it for people. Yeah, definitely. Cause I mean, I, I think part of the benefit of insurance is that it's not that big of a lift, you know, like it's not, right. You probably didn't budget for it, but it's not 
that much in the budget where you feel as if, oh my gosh, like now this is a extra like $3,000 thing or like right, $2,000 right. thing. Um, you know, it could be just up to a thousand if you, depending on like the type of coverage and whatnot that you want. Um, yep. Okay. It could be so, even less than that. You know, honestly, you know, on the liability side, like I said, that's yeah. right around a hundred dollars. And on the cancellation side, that pricing varies, you know, on a, on a few different factors, but that can be mm-hmm. anywhere from, you know, 150 to $500, you know, for that. Not bad. Yeah. Yeah. So does insurance cover like rehearsal dinners and engagement parties and bridal showers or honeymoons or some of these other wedding related events that aren't necessarily the actual wedding? Yes, it does. Yeah. Because it's it's really covering, you know, you've got to think of the liability policies really covering like the day of event, right? Mm -hmm. Liabilities that might occur. Whereas the cancellation policy is covering, you know, if that event gets postponed or canceled or things leading up to that. So it can end things afterwards, like your honeymoon, you know, let's say your honeymoon gets delayed and you're out monies for the plane tickets and your hotel fees or things like that, you know, that would be covered. But things prior to that, you know, your photographer all of a sudden takes your $1,500 deposit and runs and you can't get in contact with your your photographer the week before your wedding. You have to scramble to go get another photographer. So you lost your $1,500 deposit for this you know, guy who went out of business and you'd have to spend, you know, another three grand for this new photographer that's more expensive, you know, so that would be covered. So there's a wide range of, you know, items that are covered. Um, uh, like any insurance policy, you know, it's important to obviously read the policy and we always provide people with a copy of the policy. It's right on our website. You know, it's very mm-hmm. quick and easy to see and download and honestly, you know, pretty easy to read. It's not a, you know, a 50 page document. Um, but it's important to, to read through it. And that way you can really understand like what's included, what's not, what's excluded, those sorts of things. But it, it is pretty comprehensive. Definitely. Yeah. I, I, I'm glad you're even suggesting like looking that up beforehand. Um, yeah. Because I don't think most people would, you know, sure. Um, they yeah. would probably just assume certain things um, when, like you said, the acts of war, you know, there are certain kind of exclusions that I'm not sure everyone would, initially think of okay yeah so is there anything else that's wedding related that can be insured or like added on as a rider there's nothing really specifically you know the items that that are covered like the various things that we talked about that are covered are sort of all part of your sort of standard policy you know you may never need you know, a common one really is you know if you if you get your your coverage in place and it's supposed to be an outdoor wedding and if all of a sudden the day before you have to make the decision that, you know, tomorrow looks like rain, we need to spend $8,000 extra in putting up tents at our event. Mm-hmm. And also that's $8,000 you didn't plan on. That's an example of something that would be covered. So there's all these different items, you know, and, and sort of extra expenses that you might have that you didn't necessarily budget for that are covered, you know, it's an endless number of like any sort of expenses you can think of. So it's pretty comprehensive. You, you won't need all of it, right? You know, you might just have an indoor wedding. Um, and so you're never going to need to worry about tenting, even though your policy would have covered you for that. But yeah, it, it's sort of like that. It, it's not necessarily like an a la carte. You sort of pick the things that you think you want to be covered for. It's more like you're covering yourself and, and your pricing for the cancellation insurance is all based on what your total wedding budget is. You know, let's say you have a $25,000 wedding your your rates based on the fact that you have a twenty five thousand dollar 
wedding that's made mm-hmm. up of, you know, your venue, your vendors, and all these different things that, that make up that cost. It's based on whether your event's indoors or outdoors, um, because obviously weather becomes more of a factor if it's an outdoor event, mm-hmm. um, and the date of your event. So if you're having your event in the Outer Banks, North Carolina, you know, in August, it's going to be a little bit more expensive because of the chance of, you know, a hurricane coming through, right? Right. And if you're having your event in, you know, New York in April or something. Um, but yeah, so that just gives you an idea of sort of like what, you know, goes into the rating and the fact that that really covers everything, you know, that, that could be underneath that. Okay. So should we research and potentially even select our insurance policies. And I'm thinking liability and postponement slash cancellation before we book the vendors, or should we wait until after we've selected them? Um, You can really do either one. Okay. So, you know, on the liability side, the venues typically, you know, once you sign with your venue, you're going to be signing a contract and probably part of that contract, it'll say in there, you know, you need to, add us the venue as an additional insured and you need to have these limits for your liability insurance. So, mm-hmm. you know, once you sign that contract, I, they typically tell you, you know, you just need to provide that certificate of insurance showing that you're covered for that liability to the venue, you know, 30 days before the event or whatever it might be. So you can, you know, buy that when you want. On the cancellation side of things, you can purchase that coverage up until a year prior to your event. So, um, if you signed with the venue and you're starting to select your different vendors, you can, mm-hmm. you know, buy that insurance 365 days out. But if you have already done all that and you're just listening to this podcast and you're like, I've got this, you know, wedding that's coming up next month. I still worry that, you know, things could go wrong. You can go buy the insurance now. Basically mm-hmm. you have from a year all the way up to two weeks prior. You, you can't buy the insurance the day before your wedding when you see like the next big hurricanes about to take out your wedding venue. It's got to be 14 days prior to your event, but it's pretty flexible other than that. Okay. So there's a good window of time um, to yeah. make that decision, but it sounds like it just makes more sense to try to do it sooner than later. <laughs> exactly. Um, because you can't file a claim, obviously, if, if you, you know, have already, if you haven't purchased a policy or if you purchase a policy because you have the intent of filing a claim again, you know, it's going to be hard to pass that through an adjuster. Um, so you don't want to get going down that road. That makes sense. Okay. And so we only have a few more questions left. So sure. what, uh, what should couples look for when they're searching for the appropriate policy for their wedding? Yeah, I would, you know, I would say a lot of these special, you know, there's a handful of companies that sort of do what we do. Um, I think our competitive advantage is, our online platform. Um, I think we have the easiest, quickest, simplest way for someone to go buy this insurance. You could do it and you can get a quote in less than 10 seconds. You know, it just pops right up on the screen as you put in a few pieces of information and buying it's just as easy. You know, you're, you're filling out a, a few other pieces of information, putting in your venue info, any additional short information, your credit card, boom, you, you buy it. You get your certificate of insurance emailed to you instantly. Mm-hmm. If you need to make any changes to the policy, you can log back onto the website and, and make those changes, you know, instantly. So it's all, you know, quick and easy. Um, so that's, we think, important, right? In 2021, you know, people want to be able to do this, you know, on their phone easily. 
So that is important, I think, you know, as you're looking for an insurance policy, um, to make sure that you have the ability to do that. But I think our, our next probably biggest competitive advantage that, you know, I think we really do well is that deductible. Um, I would encourage people to make sure that any policy that they get has zero deductible because I think that is, that is important. And read the policy. You know, just it doesn't mean you need to, you know, spend two hours reading it. But I would mm-hmm. absolutely download it, skim through it, look at the exclusions, make sure that, you know, what you're buying is what you think you're getting. And if you have questions, pick up the phone and call. You know, we're always encouraging our customers, even though it's easy to do it online. And, you know, we do literally hundreds of transactions a day. Um, but we absolutely are happy talking to anybody through it. You know, if, if they can't figure it out through the site or have specific questions, I think that's important to feel like you can talk to whatever company you end up buying this, this through. Definitely. Um, because I know that when we, so we're going to need to get wedding insurance again, but when we initially had wedding insurance, uh, for what we thought was going to happen, um, I, when it did come time to kind of file a claim, it felt as if, is this even really covered? I just wanted someone to really just help me like understand, be able to, you know, like, because of this, can I say this, that, and other? And it's like, I'm not trying to maneuver or weasel anything. Like sometimes even reading the fine print can be a little intimidating and a lot. And you can, you know, (laughs) <laughs> have all the degrees in the world and it's still like okay wait a second <laughs> what does this actually, mean right yeah exactly am i actually covered so the fact that you're saying like hey you can like call us ask us we can help and break this down i think that's extremely helpful extremely valuable a lot of us are not you know in the insurance industry nor are we lawyers so you yeah. know a lot of the legalese and kind of fine print can sometimes you know be a little a little bit much. So yeah. very good to know there. Um, so final question for you is what advice would you just give to a couple that's considering liability and or cancellation insurance for their day? Buy it. Simple as that. No, it's easy for me to say that, right? I mean, that, yes, that's, that's what we do, right? That's what we sell. So, um, but to be transparent, I really think it, it's one of those things if, if, if you are of the ilk that you, you know, you buy your auto insurance, you buy your homeowner's insurance, you buy life insurance, you know, it's insurance. Um, you hope you never have to use it. Right. I mean, that's the goal. Um, but you buy it because you realize there's value and you want to protect yourself. And for your wedding, it's arguably the, the, you know, biggest day of, of your life. Um, why wouldn't you have that insurance in place, especially because, like we've said, it's relatively inexpensive, you know, to have. Um, so I think that's, you know, that would be my advice would be, you know, <laughs> seriously consider it and, and, you know, weigh the way out those options. Ah, oh, Greg, you have been such a great guest. Thank you so much for all of that. Oh, you're welcome. Um, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure when this airs, we're going to have a lot of listeners that are like, okay, thank you for this because I was on the fence or, you know, I wasn't even really sure if we needed this, but this conversation kind of pushed us over and we're, you know, going to start researching now. So 
Um, again, thank I mean, you so great. much. Uh, two welcome, more things for, before we uh, wrap up. So are, is there any vendor you've worked with that you just really, really enjoy or appreciate or someone you just kind of want to give like a pat on the back to? We work with all sorts of venues, you know, who obviously mm-hmm. refer us, which is great. We have a lot of great venue partners um, that do lots and lots of uh, business with us, which is great. Uh, we also work with other insurance agents, you know, who refer on to us. Um, oh, we've got good. one insurance agency down in uh, Virginia Beach, um, which is just a great outfit. Um, they obviously send us a lot of business, but we just have a really uh, have had a great relationship with them, and they're just super easy to work with and knowledgeable and helpful. Um, it's Tidewater Insurance Brokers. Uh, so I give I give them a shout out. Uh, Brandon Cop runs that operation down there, and they're just just a good team. So I'm not sure how helpful that is for <laughs> for all your uh, wedding listeners, but he's a vendor that we appreciate. So, well, I'm sure we'll have people looking him up uh, for sure. So yeah, <laughs> that, no, they're they're a great works. outfit. They do all sorts of like homeowners insurance and renters insurance, and they sell some of this event insurance through us. Looks so great. Oh, perfect. We'll see. I mean, and especially if you're in the Virginia area, Hey, yeah, might as well have someone that's especially local to you. Um, no, that's great. That's great. Ashley, who would you like to shout out this week? I am shouting out a wedding florist based in Georgia. Her name is Rachel. If you are in the Metro Atlanta area, she lives or she operates out of Swanee. So, you know, Gwinnett people, that's not too far away. Um, and Metro people in general is not that far, but her work is simply beautiful. It's, you know, when it comes to your florists and your floral designers, you want someone that can think outside the box and get a little creative. And you definitely see that with Rachel's work. So again, um, her name is Rachel. She's with arrangements by Rachel. That's her Instagram um in her domain so yeah look into her we have a lot of georgia brides and couples listening to the show so if you are in need of a florist why don't you see what rachel's all about what about you tania who are you shouting out so this week i'm going to shout out a, a wedding planner and event designer um she's based out of north california um, her name is Erica Estrada Design on IG. Hopefully we haven't shouted her out in the past, but she is the co-founder of Etho West Collective. Her work is so beautiful. And, you know, if you have listened to our episode or two episodes ago, um, you know, we talked about, you know, why do all Black weddings look the same? Well, if you look at her work, you'll see that it does not look like a typical black wedding. It's very modern, very airy, clean and precise. I'll say that. It's not the two-piece hydrangea special as Laniel likes to call it. <laughs> it's it's kind of this different aesthetic. But anyway, I mean, it's pretty. What she does is very nice. It is clean. It is mm-hmm. airy or I don't know. It's it's that wave, you know. Okay, yeah. So I wedding. use okay, yeah. So I use the right adjectives. I mean, her work is gorgeous. <laughs> it if, is. Uh, so before we let you go again, thank you so much for coming on. But where can people go to either learn more, um, buy wedding insurance, or just you know ask more questions? 
Yeah, absolutely. I would direct anybody to our, our website. So it's just simply eventsured.com, event, S-U-R-E-D.com. And you'll see, you know, when you're on the site, super quick, easy to get a quote instantly. Um, but if you have questions, our, our phone number's right there. And we're always happy to help answer any questions. Awesome. So, Tania, where can people find us? Yes. So you can find us on com. You can also find us on Wood on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and TikTok. You can find Ashley at Demitosh on Instagram and Twitter. And you can also find me at Silvery on Instagram and Twitter. If you are still here, please, please, please go to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review, please, please. We love it so much. We have 44 ratings so far. I mean, you know, when you give us a review, you're helping other brides, grooms, wedding vendors find a podcast that they will eventually love as well. One of our wonderful Hubus recently got married, Sophia, and she wrote us the sweetest review back in March. And basically she was saying that her, she loved it. Her then fiance was listening as well. He loved the show and it just means so much to us. Seriously. When y'all tell us that an episode that aired was something you really loved and enjoyed or that, you know, we're helping you navigate the wedding process or select the vendor or whatever it is. So Leave us a review. We'll probably read it on air. But uh, yeah, that's that. Well, again, Greg, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on and providing this wealth of information. There were things I didn't know. <laughs> and that's I've kind of gone through this process before. So again, thank you so much. And uh, I'll let you have the rest of your day back. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, thank you. I appreciate you having me on the show. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.